Hi everyone, how's it going? Today we're going to be talking about goalkeepers, our sometimes forgotten friends. Um, in general, I think they have similar requirements to outfield players from a physical perspective. There's just a couple of differences that need to be considered when designing a program for a goalkeeper. And I want to mention one or two areas and one or two things that you guys can put into your programs. We often get um, get questions from goalies saying, obviously, I'm a very different position, so how can I train speed and stamina and various different things? So I know we've put some stuff out there, but I just want to be uh, specific on a couple of things. So I think the first thing would be jump in. Obviously, it's such a crucial part of the game. If your back's against the wall, the other team's got a corner and your goalie comes and plucks it out the air for you, you can start a counter-attack or you can just have a second rest. So that's one of the most important aspects. Can your goalie jump high or can you jump high as a goalie? So obviously, goalies tend to be taller, so they don't have to be incredible jumpers. But the higher a goalkeeper can jump, regardless of how tall they are, is going to be a benefit to them. So there's a number of different ways you can uh, train your jump height, okay? And one of the simplest one is loaded jumps. We always talk about loaded jumps in these in these videos. They always pop up, but they're very useful. Um, loaded jumps can be dumbbell jumps, trap bar jumps. It could be a barbell jump if, if you load it on the back. There's various different jumps. You could also hold kettlebells or wear a, a weight vest. Um, things like loaded jumps usually are done from between two to four or five sets, and they'd be anywhere up to probably about five reps if you're training for power. So loaded jumps are really useful. Um, you can obviously do unloaded jumps, like box jumps. Um, loaded jumps tend to get a little bit better results, it seems, so that's why we're going for the loaded jumps. Um, another crucial part of it, of jumping high, is lower body strength. So doing lots of heavy lower body strength work, whether that be trap bar deadlifts, conventional deadlifts, back squats, split squats, um, Bulgarian split squats, lunges, any of those movements that you're going to be able to lift heavy, again for two to five sets of anywhere from probably two to five or six reps. Um, that's going to be really crucial as the amount of force you can produce in total is going to dictate the amount of uh, power you can produce. So if you can produce a huge amount of force, then you're going to be able to produce some of that force quickly. But if your overall force producing capability is much smaller, then you can produce less force quickly. So it's really important that we can be strong, which is why we need to do heavy resistance training, or one of the reasons. Um, another part of jumping high is plyometric work. So true plyometric work would be impact-driven exercises. So that would be pogo-type jumps. That would be hurdle jumps where you're looking to get really quick off the floor and be very snappy and get that kind of noise feedback from the ground. So plyometric work can be done. Um, it can be done pretty much anywhere as long as you are fresh and having lots of rest. So it can be done easily before field sessions, whether it be um, at the back end of the warm-up, whether it's going to be before a speed session, or whether it's going to be in the gym um, before a, a resistance training session as well. So plyometrics slot really nicely into many different aspects of the program, um, and they're going to be really important for training ankle stiffness and being able to utilize the, stre the stretch shortening cycle. So basically we can use the elastic energy, and that's going to help us to jump higher and more efficiently. So jump height, very important. Another thing that's going to link in with jump height, and this is probably um, a little bit different to a field player, um, is upper body strength side of things. So if you are weak in your upper body, you might not be able to deal with contact very well. 
So we think about David De Gea in the early days when he was a great goalkeeper, but his upper body didn't seem to have the strength to deal with the demands of the Premier League, especially when you've got huge strikers that are clattering you every time you come and try and grab the ball. So upper body strength is really important, and again, that might differ from a um, f- from a nippy winger that relies more on their speed. Um, they obviously still need an element of upper body strength, but it probably doesn't dominate um, on the hierarchy as much as it would for a um, for a goalkeeper. So what you would utilize is bench press and its variations, um, and you want to go for structural balance. So you're also going to have lots of pulling exercises. So we like to think in a ratio of one to one or even uh, between uh, pushing and pulling exercises. And sometimes we'll take that even further and try and have double the amount of pulling as we do pressing. And that's just going to help us uh, have structural balance and make sure we don't get any shoulder issues. So any of these uh, bench press variations, so that might be barbell bench, dumbbell bench, it might be a floor press or, or a chest press machine even, are going to be really useful. Um, and rowing variations like barbell rows, bent over rows, dumbbell rows, um, you've got chest supported rows, which is one of the, the best ones if you can find a good setup, um, even head supported rows, which is something that I've been using recently, where you'd rest your head on the end of a bench, and basically it means that you have to have a really strict back angle and keep your head in contact with the bench, and that means that you'll know if you're um, if you're lifting up and just kind of use your um, the movement of your body to lift the weight. So there, and you've got chin-ups and pull-ups, lat pull-downs in there as well. So it's not just horizontal pulling, it's going to be vertical pulling as well, like chins and pull-ups that are going to be really useful for you. Um, so there's some different exercises you can use. Um, you can start with hypertrophy and move to strength and power later on. But any of those uh, sets and rep schemes that you would use for those qualities are going to be useful for a goalkeeper. One thing that I want to mention is that there will Two things essentially when it comes to upper body strength work, especially for a goalkeeper, is we need to think about one, shoulder health. So making sure we can do this upper body strength work and have a healthy shoulder that's not going to have pain. And two, we want to make sure we have good range and we can reach over our head and still grab the ball. We don't want to be trying to reach over our head like this, not being able to get over your head and then trying to get the range out of your lower back. Okay. So you can't really see that lumbar extension there, but we want to make sure that we can have a good neutral spine and get overhead without shrugging our shoulders up. So two things to consider for those things. The first one is going to be releasing the muscles that we're working. It's very easy to get really tight pegs and end up in that rounded shoulder posture. Okay. So what we can do is we can do lots of pec release. I've actually got a ball not very far away. So excuse me, I wasn't prepared, but let me grab that. So this is a a peanut, but essentially you can find the lacrosse ball or you can find any balls um, of this nature. There's some on Amazon and things like that. You might be able to just get this half of it essentially, and you can lean it up against the doorway and you can release your pecs. You can also use a regular foam roller for your lats. If you like, you can go get a massage. That's going to have the same effects, but might be a little bit more expensive. So releasing your pecs and lats on a regular basis, um, as they both attach at the front of the ho- uh, at the front of the humerus, is going to help you reach overhead. If these muscles are tight, then you're not going to be able to reach overhead. Your shoulder is going to get drawn forwards, and you're going to end up not being able to get overhead in an appropriate way that's going to um, be safe for you to do many many times. Okay. So first thing is going to be release. The second thing is going to be strengthening the posterior shoulder 
and general shoulder health exercises. So for shoulder health, it's really important to have, as I mentioned, structural balance, but there are some small exercises you can incorporate into your warm-ups, um, or you can kind of superset. So if you're bench pressing, you can do a lower level exercise before, or you can do it in your rest periods. So exercises that you can do um, for this is gonna be exercises that work for posterior shoulder. So that's gonna be your lower and mid traps, that's gonna be your rotator cuffs, that's gonna be the rhomboids. So a couple we can do is band pull-aparts. Uh, band pull-aparts is a great exercise for the rhomboids. So I like an underhand grip, okay, with the thumbs back, you'll have a band in your hands, you'll have a huge squeeze at the end without shrugging your shoulders up. So that's an example of a shoulder exercise. We also have exercises um, for the rotator cuffs. So they would be any banded external rotations or cable external rotations. And you can do those in this position or in a 90-90 position. You can use, I'm just grabbing things that are near me now, but they're, they're useful. You can use a, a looped band for these types of exercises because you might have one already. If it's light, you might be okay. It's probably a bit heavy for me, but you're looking at those types of exercises. Okay, and you can do that in a, in a 90-90 position or you can do that at the side as well. So it's really up to you. Um, and a third exercise that's gonna be really good is a YTW. You'll be lying face down on a bench or you'll be using a band out in front of you, but just imagine it for now. So you're gonna create a Y with a big squeeze, a T and a W. So that's gonna be a really good and useful exercises. That's good bang for your buck. If you're doing a dumbbell press, then you can just move the bench to an incline position. Um, you don't want too much of an incline, but something like 30 to 45 degrees, depending on how low the bench is to the floor. So shoulder health is going to be crucial. It's usually good to do one or two of these exercises um, in your warm-ups or as a superset, and that's going to help keep the shoulder healthy. So hopefully our goalies have got something out of this, and if you know a goalie, pass this on. Um, but that's going to help you increase your jump height, which is going to be very useful for you as a goalie and also is gonna help upper body strength while staying flexible, mobile, and having nice, healthy shoulders. So I hope you guys got something out of this. Share it with any goalies, and I'll see you next week. Hi again, it's James here from MatchFit. Hope you really enjoyed the episode and, and that you learned a lot from the episode too. Um, now, if you wanna learn from all of our coaches every single day and connect with us, we've actually got a Facebook group that you can join called the MatchFit Community. Um, if you click the link I've included, below this uh, podcast that'll take you to our website and in the main menu you'll find community so if you just click that link um, and then request to join the group we'll accept you and then we can uh, connect with you every single day so um, again hope you enjoyed the episode and i'll catch you next time